This is the Timothy Project Podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me again today is Gretchen Mahan and Emily Barber, uh, both leaders here in our kid ministry. So y'all doing okay? Great. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Glad to hear it. Uh, We talked a little bit on the last episode about teaching kids. Now we're going to talk a little bit about equipping leaders, because as I said in that one, you are not like one man show, right? And so we want to, no matter what role you have, maybe your church has like a a children's ministry committee. Uh, You don't have a a children's minister, but you have a committee. And so you are kind of thinking through some of those ministry choices and curriculums and that kind of stuff together. And so what are some of the ways you help make sure your leaders are prepared uh, to do that teaching that we talked about in the last episode? What are some of the things you do to help them be prepared? So I'll start by saying uh, it is important for us to articulate what we're here for. Okay. So we're not here just to provide childcare. We're not here to play games while mom and dad are in church, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I think one of the first things we do is articulate our vision mm. um, or the mission for what we do. That's um, good. So if there's a ministry verse, uh, you know, one of ours is the steadfast love of the Lord is, you know, we sing about that, then we teach that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to make sure that as we are equipping and um, training our leaders, that is articulated. Again, I think I mentioned this last podcast, but what what we want to do, uh, what are the non-negotiables of what, what we're going to do? We're going to make sure we open the Bible. Mm-hmm. We are going to pray for our kids aloud by name. So they hear that from you in training sessions that you have? They do. We do. in an email you send, whatever that might look like? Yes. Yeah. Um, so initially at the beginning of our school year, our life group year, um, we have a, a retreat or a several-hour meeting where mm-hmm. we really cast the vision, um, try to equip the leaders. So we go through all of this, like, while we're here, um, the expectation that each of them in their lives is – um, preparing and walking with the Lord and what they're doing in our ministry is overflow of what they're doing in their time with the Lord. Um, so the expectation is set that you're not coming in just to do a thing. Mm-hmm. You are training the next generation mm-hmm. and um, revealing Christ to them. So um, beyond that, we make sure everybody understands our, our church, the way our church functions, mm-hmm. our policies and our kids' ministry, the way that we protect our kids sure. from, you know, who's in the classroom with them, have they been vetted by our Child Protection First policy and that whole process. Uh, we talk about um, where we're going with curriculum, what it is that we're attempting to teach kids each week. Um, big picture uh, like in our lower elementary, we want kids to um, get the foundations and understand the basics and become equipped um, to use their Bibles and that sort of thing. So our leaders have to know where we're going to be able to take the kids there um, as they as they have them in their care each week. Uh, so those are the kind of things that we try to make sure that we are covering um, when there are specific issues that we're addressing maybe with um, – I don't know, issues and social issues in the world mm-hmm. or whatever. We try to make sure our, our leaders understand the, um, the Lord's perspective about that. So directing them toward scripture, toward other resources. Uh, a few months back when there was um, 
upheaval, of course, in um, the world, we talked about, we, we sent some resources about anxiety and oh, kids sure. and war and that sure. kind of thing um, because they're, they're just issues. And, and to make sure that we're saying the thing that, um, that Scripture says and that we want to direct our kids the right way, so making sure our leaders have those resources. Yeah. Um, so I would, that would be a starting point. Um, a couple of really practical things we do in preschool is, well, one to keep in mind that it's really easy to move into a survival mindset for an hour in a classroom mm-hmm. with two-year-olds. Sure. Um, and all of the things that happen in those classrooms are necessary. In a room full of potty training two-year-olds, by nature, the teachers are going to be very busy. Mm-hmm. In order to make sure that they're equipped the things we ask of them during that hour are very simple. Mm -hmm. It's Gretchen mentioned this earlier, but literally on a piece of paper on top of their curriculum stack every week is a, is a note to them that says, if these things happen today, it was a success. And it's things like pray for your kids, let them see you open a Bible and read this core truth and talk about it with Mm -hmm. them. It varies by the week, but also one thing that happens in preschool that does Gretchen does a good job of this too, but if I ask them to do an activity and something needs to be cut out, it's cut out when they get there. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we don't have the people resources for that, just depending on what's going on. So I just pick something else. But I say that to say, if you want your leaders to be prepared, ask them to be studying and growing themselves primarily, and then make simple what you're asking them Mm -hmm. to do when they get there. The other thing that's been a big key for me to learn, you've got people serving in your ministries that are coming from all generations, all levels of busyness Mm -hmm. in their week. There are people who are going to read your email, click the digital version of your curriculum, read through it, study it, and have it all on their phone without ever touching a piece of paper. There are also leaders who simply are not comfortable with that. So when thing that I have found really gets leaders engaged and prepared, give them what they need. Mm-hmm. So I have leaders that I buy a curriculum book for every season. I have other leaders that wouldn't know what to do with it if I handed it to them. Right. Cause they're going to so, want it in their phone or whatever. One thing that has been so helpful to me is to keep in mind they're volunteering. They are now they're volunteering in a spot that the Lord has called them to, we hope. So there's some personal responsibility mm-hmm. there, but what I'm asking them to do is know what we're studying and then do the basics. And if I have to print the curriculum to hand to them for them to do that, then just print the curriculum. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been another one of those lessons learned the hard way probably, but has been a game changer for having my people ready when they get here. Yeah, so. sure. What are some ways that you help them kind of, uh, there's a difference, I've heard this before, that there's a difference between buy-in and ownership. Buy-in means that they're going to do what you ask because they're okay with it, you know, whatever. Ownership means, and they actually take something and run with it and do something with it that you didn't even ask them to. How do you help uh, a leader have ownership? What, is there anything that comes to mind that you can uh, share with us about that? Gretchen mentioned this earlier, but recruit with your vision. Oh, Yeah. It's easier to sell them on it when you're asking them to do it mm-hmm. than it is to ask them to be babysitters and then add on then, a lot of responsibility. Then like bait and switch. Yes. So <laughs> sure. you want to recruit the leaders 
that are called by the Lord to be there. And I'll just be honest, that's the harder way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are at the beginning of a life group year, and both of us still have some places that sure. we're still praying God would lead the right people to. You don't settle for warm bodies, but when I ask you to serve, I want to ask you to disciple children. Right. I don't want to ask you to take two-year-olds to the bathroom, even if that's what you're going to be yeah, doing. Sure. Um, so recruiting with vision and having them in on the front end makes them a lot more likely to be the teachers who text you on Saturday night and say, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, I'm just asking this, but can I have 42 blue crayons tomorrow morning? Because I was thinking if we did this and we did this, it would be a really cool way for kids. Mm -hmm. You want those people. Right, right. You want the people who are thinking and coming up with new ideas and bringing new supplies. And you want those people. But if you don't ask them to be those people on the front end, they kind of feel bamboozled and they're like, wait a minute, I just came in here because you needed somebody. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I would just say one other thing too, and that is when we understand what the Lord calls us to do as adults Mm -hmm. and uh, we understand that he wants us to be, and I don't mean us as just kids ministry volunteers. I mean us as adults, as Christians. He wants us to teach our kids and Mm. be the ones that show them how to walk and point them to him. If we don't articulate that to our leaders, we've messed up. Sure. Um, And then we allow the Holy Spirit to lead them as to what to do with that. Um, But if we're just doing the mechanics of take this book and you do this lesson and you do this for five minutes and then you do this and use these crayons, okay, that's important, but that's not it. Sure. So what's it is making sure that our leaders understand that God has called each of us um, to, to minister Um, some people it's preschoolers, some people Mm -hmm. it's adults. And, um, again, you, you want the people that feel compelled to, to work with your kids. Um, otherwise you have a really hard battle because it's a, it's not a good match and you're finding yourself, um, having to re-educate, retrain, redo. uh, Like all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's exhausting for them and for the leaders who are, trying to engage them so so even even the all of us right we we feel very confident in what the lord has called us to do in that sense like hey i'm we, sometimes there's days we don't feel confident but we we feel like okay yes the lord has called us to do this right we're, we're doing it because of that and so we we want to make disciples and this is the avenue the lord's given us whatever but even in those days right there's days where it's discouraging even for us so even the most called, whatever that means, right? The most who feel that can be discouraged at times or can it can be draining, burnout, all those words or phrases. What are some things you do as leaders of leaders to encourage them? Um, like I'm, imagine I'm children's minister somewhere and I'm trying to think about, you know, I just, I want to say good job, but I don't really know how. Or what are some things y'all do practically? So one of the first things that I try to remind myself to do is look at that person. They're not, they're, they're a, a fellow brother or sister mm-hmm. walking the same path that I'm walking. So that's first. 
Who are you? What's going on mm-hmm. in your life? How can I pray for you? How can I encourage mm-hmm. you? Are those like hallway conversations? Are those phone calls? Maybe. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's dinner. Maybe it's taking them a special something, a loaf mm-hmm. of bread you've made or something mm-hmm. that says you matter to I'm me. I'm not making them a loaf of bread. I'll make but, the please but, <laughs> but my wife makes good bread. <laughs> um, but, you know, everybody wants to be important and needs to be needed and mm-hmm. important on the individual level, sure. not just for what they do. So I find that connecting with my friends who mm-hmm. are the leaders that sure. work in our ministry, like what's going on in your life? How are your kids? Mm-hmm. How are your grandkids? What happened with your husband's knee? Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. Good. They are individuals with their own life and their own needs yeah. first. And so when I connect there, that's a good step. And it's not that's not an obligation. That is a gift. Yeah. So, yeah, so to good. do that and then to move forward with, okay, now let's talk about, you know, the next thing. And, you know, sending, I love postcards. I mm-hmm. send postcards to people. I send notes to people out of the blue because mm-hmm. everybody needs that. Snail mail. <laughs> yes, yeah. snail mail. It's yes. more fun. Um, and text messages. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I texted a leader this morning. Husband was having surgery, and she said, oh, thank you. He's in surgery right now. Um and, you know, just making people matter. Yeah. One thing I'll add to that, that I think this is another lesson I probably learned the hard way. The younger the children you serve are, the more volunteers it's going to take right. to serve them yeah. well. So my leadership list is significantly longer numbers wise than even say Gretchen. Sure, sure. So the lesson I learned the hard way is that I've got to multiply myself. <laughs> we have recruited some really amazing team leaders And here's why that matters. I have a really long list of people that serve in this ministry God has called me to. I cannot physically do my job and talk to every single one of them every day to check in on them. But there are leaders who need specific touches here and there Mm -hmm. based on the season of life they're in. I can't there's not time for me to stop each leader in the hallway. So those team leaders are kind of, I, I stay close to them and then they help Mm -hmm. me know they keep a pulse on a smaller group of people so that they are able to say, Hey, I talked to so-and-so Sunday. She's having a really hard time. Mm -hmm. I think she would appreciate it if you call her. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's not possible for me to know everybody's things, And depending on where you are in ministry, what your other responsibilities are, it may not be possible for you to either. But being able to have smaller subsets of people caring for each other so that then I can make the context for people that really probably just need it that week. Another thing I've done, because I want to make sure that every leader does hear from me. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that asked them to serve here. And, well, God asked them to do it. But I'm I'm the one that made the direct ask likely. This is new to me this year, but it's just helped me see. I have an index card sorter on my desk with every leader's name on it. Mm -hmm. Each leader gets a card. I can then flip through and see who have I not reached out to Mm -hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. It just helped. It also is a great way, honestly, to keep up with the details. Sure. If someone's husband is having surgery three Tuesdays from Mm -hmm. now, that's a great way for me as I'm flipping through to say, oh, I need to, I need to follow up. So I would say, Encourage your leaders, be aware of what's going on in their lives, but don't you don't have to carry that only yourself. Mm-hmm. If you've got a lot of leaders, yeah. you're going to need some help. That's good. And that way 
you can be the places that you're most needed Good. while still being engaged yeah. everywhere. Excellent. I would add something else here. And I think it's so important for us, um, no matter our role, to hear uh, when there's something good. Mm-hmm. And so when I know one of the kids in our ministry really learned something special from a leader or what they said helped the child to understand more about Christ, then I really try to connect back to that leader and mm-hmm. say, let me tell you what she said yep. about that lesson. That's good. Let me tell you about her commitment to Christ. And she told me when we talked that because you said this, mm-hmm. it made her think. So I try to go back to the leaders and say, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You may not feel like it, but let me tell you why yeah. I know this is true, that That's the Lord good. is using you. That's a good point. Pastors, to you directly, I would say looking for ways to uh, incorporate, even in sermon time, even before you start your sermon or whatever, ways to say, hey, by the way, thank you. Uh, again, th- that doesn't have to be said every week, but to be said periodically. Um, and and this is something that y'all do well, uh, Gretchen and Emily. Y'all, sometimes I can forget to do that. And so y'all can say, hey, any chance you could say something soon? Uh, here's something great that's happened that we could celebrate, or here's some need we're having. And so when you can do that, uh, if you are a children's minister, you can kind of knock on your pastor's door and say, hey, it comes a lot from you if you could say something. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, certainly that this has been helpful for you and your ministry. And if you feel like it has been helpful, then please rate, review, and share it on your social media. And thank you for listening.